Yo, welcome to another episode of the Through the Rim Podcast. The final episode of the season. Boys back at it again, talk some more NBA talk with y'all. But this is post-finals talk. Got the boy EJ up in here with me. You, what's going on, brother? What's up? Got myself, Alakai. We here. How you doing, dog? I'm good, man. I'm good. We here. Last episode of the season. Go ahead and wrap it up real quick. Get a little bit of slander in right before we take our uh, off season. But um, yeah, I'm doing good, bro. How you doing? Doing well as well. Appreciate that. And yeah, sure. I feel the same way about it. You know, like you said, get that final slander in. All these teams that didn't make it. All these players that didn't accomplish what they need to accomplish. And talk about the goddamn Warriors. Um, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so here we are, man. Fuck the shit. It was supposed to happen again. Uh, we, all, we knew what it was, though, so. Yeah, it's, it's but, whatever. You know, I, I gotta give it uh, credit where credit is due, and I, I think Boston did perform slightly better than I thought they were going to. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie, um, after the first game, I was like, hold up. <laughs> Wait, what? What's going on here? Because, you know, they got the, the, the first, uh, dub against Golden State. And I believe they were in Golden State for that first game, right? Yeah. So that was surprising. Even though Golden State had that win in the bag, they fucking blew it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was I was surprised that they got two. I, I thought it would have ended at five, but six. I'll take six for sure. So uh, yeah, what's your take on on that? On how they went game six or six games, should I say? A little surprised as well. I think um, both of us had predicted uh, Warriors in five. So, like you said, the way Boston kind of started off, and overall, until the Warriors kind of put their foot on the gas, um, it was like, oh, hold up now. You know, <laughs> will Boston shock us, prove us wrong? I think we were both like, you know, if that's the case, yeah, we're all for it. But it didn't end up being the case. Um, like you said, giving Boston credit where credit is due, they definitely played well. Um, they came out strong. I just feel like between the Warriors' experience being there before and, you know, having freaking Curry for one, but then on top of that, Clay. Uh, I guess I'll say during my name, but I'm not going to give me credit. Um, you know, Wiggins stepping up, um, Jordan Poole, and just collectively as a team and their system, just everything, you know, worked out for them because they, they know what to do. They've been there before. Um, Curry and everything. Celtics, you know, looked all right, had some flashes, but just overall, Lights a little too bright for them. Um, Tatum was had a notably bad just final series. Um, Brown, you know, while he had some game good games here and there, and even game six, his field goal percentage and everything was all right. You know, the turnovers, um, just him when it comes to the ball handling. And then aside from obviously them two being the superstars of the Celtics, the rest didn't really do much. Uh, I think or- Horford also in game six along with Jalen Brown definitely tried to do his thing. And then you know that. Overall, the team did what they did for the wins they had, but when it mattered most, especially in that last game, too, just where was everybody? <laughs> I really wasn't Brown Horford for that last game. You know, Tatum, again, just shockingly, you know, to everybody's surprise, it wasn't really doing as much as everybody would have expected him to do. Um, I don't recall Smart really doing too much. Uh, the others. Yeah, doing Smart had fun. one game, though. Um, sorry to cut you off, but Smart did have one game. I, I want to say. Was it game three? Yeah. I think it was game three. Yeah, yeah. He went off for 24 points in game three. So, 
that that really helped them too. And <clears throat> this is what I was talking with a couple of my coworkers that were rooting for Golden State was like, you can roughly get an idea on what you're gonna get from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But the one thing you can't do is you can't let the role players go off. So when they lost that game, it's like, you know, obviously Marcus Smart went off for all, uh, almost 30, 24 points. So it's like, you're not going to win too many games when you're letting the stars go off and the role players. So they, they kind of deserve the hell there, but it is what it is. <laughs> but I'll let you get back into your spiel. I didn't mean to cut you off, though. <laughs> now, nah, yeah, you good. That's a good point, Emphasis, that, um, you know, he did do something at some point during the series. And I don't want to say that they straight up didn't show up the whole series because again you know the ones they got you know they contributed where they needed to and where they could but and this is more so I guess emphasis on that last game because it was kind of a it was kind of a bloodbath um but on top of uh, aside from I should say Brown and Horford really the others in that last game especially also didn't really do much between like Grant Williams uh Derek White Pritchard I just don't, you know, even watching the game, I don't remember seeing him do much, and then I don't think the box score really shows him doing much either, so. <laughs> Wasn't much yeah, production. Was Go ahead. Speaking of Derek White, so we gotta <laughs> give you credit. We're hey! <laughs> you didn't call the, what, five threes from his ass in the first game? I'm so, bro, when I was watching that game, I was like, this motherfucker really is about to go off. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding. <laughs> I told you, he showed, he proved me right in that game. And then, yeah, then, just that game. Just then, it was like, alright, whatever. But, yeah, I was it, trying it, to say. <laughs> I tell y'all. Now, that's because, um, I think a previous game, or maybe just in the playoffs previously, like, here and there, it was like, alright. I know Derek White shooting like this, but okay. So that's why I was like, if he do that, we'll see. And he did it, and they won, but he ain't do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was another example of not letting the role players go off. Because, you know, notice in the two games, in the two games Boston did win, one or at least a couple role players contributed pretty heavily. You know, that game, you had Derek White hitting hella threes. Game three, Marcus Smart had 20-something. I think Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart also had 18 in game one. So it was like, and Horford had 26. So all the role players are showing up in the, in the losses that Golden State received in that series. But obviously when they contain the role players, then it's a different story, as you can see, and the final outcome and whatnot. But <clears throat> Golden State though, man, they, they realistically on paper, like we were saying before, they had too many weapons to not win that series. And realistically speaking, if they don't lose game one, because they shouldn't have, they were up by a lot. Or what was it, like 16 or something like that to start the fourth? So we're, we're talking they win that game. They may have just one and five. So they, they, they let Boston get one that they shouldn't have got, but obviously they closed it out, you know, in a good fashion and whatnot. But yeah, no, nah, they can't, they can't let the role players go off for 20 something. Like, I don't want to see Marcus Smart get 20 something points. I damn sure don't want to see Derek White getting 20-something points, but at least it wasn't consistently, so they were able to pull it off. Andrew Wiggins had a hell of a series. He, like, he, like um, him and Poole were saying after the game six, they about to catch a serious bag. Yeah, we was, get, no, no, oh, we get the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you get the bag, though. No, you get the bag. No, wait, wait. We get the bag. We get the Sir. bag. <laughs> 22... Andrew Wiggins something else that series man he was real good defensively you know he was getting a lot of rebounds he had like what 16 rebounds in one of those games 
<laughs> yeah, one game I think he was 18 for 16, and um, did we say that game? I think he had 26, I believe, or something like that. And then I know you're gonna continue going. I just want to point out as you continue speaking on him, how this is like your call. Um, you were saying how he's gonna be the X factor for the Warriors, and boy, was he! <laughs> yeah, bro, that's what I was saying. I was like, because you know what, you're gonna get from Steph. Clay during the regular season with the injuries and whatnot, he was a huge question mark. But regardless of him being fully Clay that we're used to seeing or not, he was still somewhat of a solid contributor, whether it was defensively or hitting a timely shot, the second and third. So I don't think anybody on paper truly expected a whole lot from him, just because, you know, based off of how this year went for him. But with Jordan Poole being the up and coming young gun, I mean, so like you can't really. You can expect him to give you solid production, but you can't really expect him to give you, like, Steph-like numbers. So, it's like, if he doesn't, cool. If he doesn't, it is what it is. For Andrew Wiggins, like I was saying before, was going to be the X factor of that series because he was already solidified. He already has shown the world he has the talent to be this good, be this good consistently. It's just a matter of actually doing it. And I get it. In Minnesota, where, you know, he's a first overall draft pick. People are comparing him to all the other first overall draft picks. The expectations were so high for him coming into the league. In a situation like Golden State, where they have Steph, they have a Clay, two people who are perfectly capable of giving you star numbers 30-plus a night, it just was a good fit for him. Given whether or not he has that dog in him to go get 30 a night, he doesn't have to, regardless of regardless of how he plays or wants to play. So it's like... He can just go out and, and play ball, like, literally. So, yeah, he has the talent to do, put up really good numbers and help a team consistently. So, he did his thing, bro. But, like I said, game four, he had, like, 17 and 16 rebounds. He was doing real good, bro. Like you said on Twitter, he had Tatum in hell, bro. Absolutely. Had him in hell. Cramps <laughs> <laughs> on that boy. And Tatum was shook. <laughs> Tatum was shook. That was, oh my God, that was crazy as hell. But yeah, man, Wiggins, Wiggins, man, he, he balled out. So him and Jordan Poole, if you know, they don't decide to re up on Golden State, then they definitely gonna catch a series bag for that because they balled out for sure. They did their thing. They showed up. <laughs> I did for sure. Um, kind of a side topic. Uh, just a quick touch on that. If either were one of them were to leave Golden State, do you think they would have as much success elsewhere? Because like we've seen Wiggins kind of. Be asked to be that guy, and like the point you just made of, you know, that wasn't really his thing. Maybe you don't have the dog in him, whatever the case might be. But in the system where he doesn't have that much pressure or focus, he can excel. And then Jordan Poole, yeah, you know, he's another bucket getter like Clay and um Steph. But will he be able to be like a number one option or excel as much elsewhere? I'm curious. And we don't have to go too much on this topic because I know we got more to uh, summarize with the finals. But I was just curious since you mentioned all that. Um, that's actually a really good question. Just because like. It's hard to say with Andrew Wiggins because, you know, he did have his chance in Minnesota to show up, be that guy, whatnot. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe with, um, Minnesota being, you know, Minnesota, they don't have, they're not known for winning cultures and whatnot like that. Maybe that kind of sidetracked things for the players over there where they just either weren't as focused, didn't have as much drive, whatnot. They were on losing teams constantly. So that out, out of the question. As far as his play goes for Golden State, can he go to another team and be that guy and drive? I would say he can. Andrew Wiggins for sure has the potential. He's always had the potential since he came into the league. That hasn't gone anywhere. He's got crazy athleticism, mid-range, cra- mid-range is crazy. 
got a really good rebounding ability and, and as you're seeing on Tatum a real good defensive ability now but I do feel like this version of Andrew Wiggins has more of a winning mentality than young Andrew Wiggins did he's got more experience behind him he knows what it takes to win now he's been around people with a winning culture because you know in Minnesota he had Cat who wasn't all for practicing and whatnot he has a few other young pieces Zach Levine was still kind of young so it's like I feel like he developed that that veteran NBA leadership at least a little bit I don't want to say to the point where he can just go to Orlando and then take them to the finals no, that's not happening <laughs> but, <laughs> but as far as getting on a team that's not as good as Golden State and contributing and you know making them better I do think he can do that now as far as being the number one option he can but how far he'll take them that that's still up in the air for me but um I would say if he goes to, and let's just lay, let's just say, um, not the bottom of the tier teams. If he goes to a, like a middle tier team, he'll definitely make them better. He'll definitely give them a good push in the playoffs, or at least get them a couple games, get them a couple wins against solid teams. But I don't see him being like you know carrying teams if that's you know the level of speaking we're talking about right now. And then I would say the same goes for Jordan Poole, just because he did have a really good regular season, but. He kind of cooled off a little bit in the playoffs. Like, it was, you know, he would show up in spurts, but it wasn't truly consistent. But it's one of those things where we're just now seeing Jordan Poole, so we'd, we'd, I'd have to see it a little bit more. But I would say that he's perfectly capable of helping out a military team as well. But, yeah, neither of them, in my eyes, at least right now in this moment, I don't see either of them taking a bottom-tier team to the next level and carrying them too far. But... I know for sure out of the two of them, I think Andrew Wiggins has more capability just because Jordan Poole isn't the greatest defender and Andrew Wiggins is a better defender. But they're both really solid players. Like, don't get me wrong. You throw them on any middle-tier team, they'll they'll be all right for sure. They'll be able to contribute and help out. But um, um, how do you feel about it? Let me get your take on that since you asked me. Um... I kind of tend to agree with your points, and I really like the point you made with Andrew Wiggins about his mentality now being more of a winning mentality and, you know, just doing what the team needs out of him instead of whether it be, oh, let me go get mine, or, you know, kind of as the younger mentality he might have had, especially just being around a bunch of younger people as well without really a veteran or winning, um, what's the word, presence around him. So I kind of go all that as well, too. Yeah, um... I, I can see them going somewhere else, contributing and helping out and being an additional factor to a different team, you know, making another step or being that additional piece another team might need. But either one of them being the number one option, I also can't really see that. Um, especially for the points you made with Jordan Poole where we just don't know yet. Um, like you said, he's had this really good season, um, but this is the first really good season we've seen out of him so we need to see a little more to know for sure oh yeah you know we can just put Jordan Poole on this team and he's the number one option now but, eh, I don't know about that um, he, he also um, what's the word prospers from Curry and Clay being the main options and drawing so much gravity so it allows him to be able to do his thing a little more so much uh, what's his name Maxi on the 76 is where as soon as Harden came to kind of feed the ball to Maxi more, but then obviously in B draws all the gravity. Maxi can kind of drive off of that and do his thing. Um, I feel like Poole is in a somewhat similar situation of these other players are the main focus points on I can eat. Um, and then when it comes to Wiggins, yeah, I just feel like if he was actually the one option, 
I don't know if it'd be more of the same from the Timberwolves era, but because like you mentioned and how I mentioned as well, where he seems to have more of a winning mentality now. So I think it'd be a better uh, result than when he was younger, but I don't know if he is a number one option. I, I don't know. Like just how he succeeded this year so far, it really just seems like he was able to just fill all the gaps they needed <laughs> for the Warriors. So I don't know if he could just be like, oh yeah, Wiggins will get us 30 every night if we need it, or even 25 plus every night. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe 20-ish, give or take, and then, you know, like you said, get those boards, guard the other opposing players, uh, opposing team, excuse me, best player. So, number one for either one, I don't have to agree with you and say probably not. And then, if anything, else, they can definitely contribute somewhere else. So, same sentiments. It'd be interesting to see, though. I mean, I would think the Warriors would try to keep them both, depending on the logistics of cat space and finances and all that, but... I can also see either one, you know, getting that bag because they definitely earned it. Um, just to touch on that again a little bit, as far as Andrew Wiggins goes, I will say he he does have like all the capabilities to be a number one option. He's crazy athletic, super tall, got hella length. He's got more of a defensive side to him now. So, and I want to say out of I haven't looked this up, so I'm I'm going based off of just like the two or three games I looked at just now. He was averaging just under, like, 20, 20 attempts a game, so like, around 16, maybe 15. And getting, if not 20, just under it, like, maybe somewhere from 16 to 20 points during the final series. So I would say, you put him on a team where he's getting 20, 25 touches a night, he can give you superstar numbers. He can give you 25-plus a night. Like, you put him on a team that gives him, you know, that many touches. So he can do That's it. Right. It's just a matter of whether or not it leads to wins and his supporting cast. Because, obviously, Andrew Wiggins' game is not... He's a decent spot-up shooter, but off the dribble from three, that's not really his game the way, like, obviously, Steph and Clay's are. But I would say, like, you give him... Give him a great value Steph, a great value off-ball Steph, maybe? Maybe? I don't... I'm not sure. I would like to see it, though, just because I, I generally do feel like he can... I just don't think that, like, I don't think that's his game, though. I don't think he goes into the game thinking the way Steph does. I know I know for a fact Steph goes into the game thinking, all right, I'm going to chuck some shit. <laughs> like, uh, obviously, in a, in a Steph way to where he, he makes it. Shit <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> he might be like that. Like, that verbatim. No, I don't know. Like, Steph, I, I, I see Steph in warm-ups, bro. You watch Steph's warm-ups, you can tell, like, He'll he'll get that gritty little smile on his face when he makes like three or four in a row. He'll start hopping on his toes, and you could tell his mindset of, oh, okay, it's gonna be one of those. <laughs> and I, I don't think Andrew Wiggins thinks that way. I don't think Andrew Wiggins thinks, all right, so I you know hit a couple mid ranges, I hit a post fadeaway. Okay, it's gonna be hell for whoever. And I think Y'all Andrew Wiggins, somebody. yeah, I think Andrew Wiggins just kind of goes into it. You know, he practices. Okay, mid range is there. Uh, corner three is there. It's like, all right, we're going to see what we can do. Like, he doesn't have that, okay, this is what we're doing. Like, it's like, all right, practice him, hit my shots. Okay, we might have a little bit of something there, but, like, I don't think he's going for it, you know? So, I would like to see him do it, though. But as far as Jordan Poole goes, too, this is the one thing I wanted to touch on, was I can see him being one of the better six men of the years, like, in the next two, three years. Like, he could... Honestly, he's got the capability of giving you, like... Tyler Hero numbers this year. Tyler Hero was averaging 20, 20 plus, or like 20.5 or something like that. So I can see Jordan Poole doing that, whether it's on Golden State or not. Like I can see him being a six man of the year. I can see him doing that for sure. But 
like we both agreed on, we need to see a little bit more to see any bit past that. But I, I would say that that would be my projections for him, just six man of the year somewhere. But if he leaves Golden State, I'm sure that I'm sure he'll probably start. Like I think he's too talented to not start on a bad team, but on a decent team, he's definitely a six man. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That's yeah, six man. That's I think that's like the perfect role for him. Honestly, I know you bring it up because he's pretty much that here. But obviously, you know, with just especially earlier in the season with injuries and stuff, he definitely started more. Um, and I think even coming off the bench, he ended up finishing a lot of games. But yeah, on a, another team, another contender, six man, I think would be great. And it's randomly popped in my head. What if he was on like a like a Bucks with Giannis and he was there six man? Someone like him too. I mean, <laughs> who do they have coming off the bench? They have like Wesley Matthews and their bench, if I'm not mistaken, their bench is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that because of what? Wes Matthews, Grayson Allen, I think Connor off the bench as well. Yeah, um, I know Grayson had yeah. when we were discussing the um, Milwaukee in the playoffs you know, early, the earlier series and whatnot. Grayson Allen had like a few games where it was like he had like twenty seven, twenty four, but mm-hmm. it wasn't consistent. Like he would go from twenty seven to like five, and it's like, God, bro. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, if they had a Jordan Poole, shit, you know, obviously with the healthy Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. My, my, my subconscious basketball. I was like, wait a minute now. Buck's already <laughs> scary with just Giannis, bro. Like, God damn, Giannis is good as hell at basketball. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? He got no, no skill, no talent, according to James Harden. James Harden got no skill, no talent. Big chubby ass motherfucker. <laughs> I can't vouch for that man no more. That's, that's also the conversation. We can, we can talk about. Nah, nah, nah. Let's get it in, bro. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say we can talk about the end of this episode, but we can talk about it now if you want. I wasn't sure if we were done with our final yeah, summary. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to it. We're gonna get our, like I said, we're gonna get our slander in on everybody. Oh, for sure. I can't believe James Harden said that shit, bro. That was like, that was like the biggest, like, I'm a hater situation I've ever seen in my life. It's like, damn, I can't do that. <laughs> Let me hate on this man. <laughs> so it must be bad. Fuck it. <laughs> Call it yeah, yeah. The way I see it is, regardless of like, let's let's just say on paper, because Giannis does have skill. I mean, granted, he does have a lot of strength, power, and speed to him. But I mean, shit, not just anybody could do that. <laughs> and um, let's just say in a in a perfect world for James Harden, he doesn't have any skill, bro. Like <laughs> he's doing this consistently every single night so why would you not use what you have that's like telling Shaq oh my god you're in your prime you're so dominant 300 pounds of you can't do anything about it go shoot threes why why if you literally can't stop this man in the paint why would I go do some other shit <laughs> so like Same, bro, don't, don't fix it <laughs> exactly bro it's like just cause you can't do it you can't be mad at the man for it <laughs> but either way like I'm I'm all for like I usually always tell people I was like man man if you got it like that use it bro don't, like you said, don't break what don't need to be fixed. If it's working, do it. <laughs> Literally, like, it's working. It's getting you wins. It's getting you, it got you a championship. <laughs> it's keeping exactly. you as a contender. So, literally, what championships and beard got? Uh, show, <laughs> show enough, man. This window might be done. Bruh, so, <laughs> my boys sent me, like, the article um, from Woj and all of them. 
after it was like, oh yeah, Harden is uh, intending to sign again or do this extension or whatever. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Because <laughs> you know, like in B, so I don't, I don't want Harden there. I don't, I don't need Harden <laughs> wasting in B's years. Daryl Morey's there now, so you know he's definitely gonna take Harden. <sighs> and it might be another Embiid won't Harden there anymore. I think we were talking about it um, after their series ended, and you know his uh, the final game they lost, the post game interview and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, we just not the harder from before. We not get all that. <laughs> you, yeah, know? you know, Embiid gonna be honest. Yeah, he gonna say it. <laughs> hey man, be like that. Like you're not pulling your weight. <laughs> I'm doing all the work here. I got no thumb <laughs> and a fucking concussion. <laughs> <laughs> no thumb. My face broke, dog. Like I need something. Yeah, I feel that. It's wild. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Shit. The Philly situation is weird. The Nets situation is also a little weird. The Nets. Before we even talk about the Nets situation, we got to talk about Kevin Durant. Because <laughs> they was all saying the Warriors can't win without that man. Draymond told that man, we don't need you after you left, I think, you know, this time. Or after, you know, they wanted everything, they ended up leaving. Sure enough, <laughs> they don't need that man. And Bro, they replaced this man with Andrew Wiggins, the guy people thought was a bust, and were just as good. <laughs> yeah, just as good. Um, I think the only series the Celtics lost a game in because they swept the Nets, right? Yeah, I think the series, only series the Celtics, or excuse me, the only series the Celtics didn't lose a game was against the Nets, so against Katie and Kyrie. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so. I don't know, man. Like, obviously, this one series, but she, everybody else puts, you know, was able to do something against the uh, Celtics to an extent. And obviously, they made all the way to the finals, but nobody else got swept. <laughs> What's crazy, though, is if you think about this Warriors championship, this might be the best one out of the four of them. Because, like, obviously, the two years where KD was there, like, Steph was pretty on point. Play was pretty on point. Draymond was at least more consistent, but, like, Draymond was absolute dog shit for most of the series. Um, Clay wasn't Clay. We didn't even see a game six, game five Clay. And Steph was just fucking insane. Steph was insane. Andrew Wiggins was pulling the weight. So it's like, this was probably, yeah, this was actually the more impressive championship run out of the, out of the four of them. For sure. So. Yeah, KD, I don't know. That, something's, <laughs> something's not right with that boy. <laughs> I'm telling you, this man don't brush his hair all those damn people. <laughs> don't brush his hair. He don't lotion up his ankles. Cool fucking nappy-ass beautiful. <laughs> Tight as hell on his head. They can't think straight. Wait, I don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. But speaking of the Warriors wins and this arguably being the best one, um, which definitely better than the KD ones, I would say, um, for that exact reason that you gave. But the first one, which I think was 2015, if I'm not mistaken, um, I know the Cavs had David Blatt, I think, as a coach. Who, like, was that the year that K Love got hurt and everything? And then it was pretty much Bron. That was the year both of them got hurt. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty much with Bron. Because. <laughs> That was the year Braun was by himself. He came back, one, because he had Kyrie. And then that's when they got KD and he couldn't yep. shit about it regardless. <laughs> yep, I remember his timeline now. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> this could arguably be the best one, then. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. First one, Cavs were hurt and just Braun against the world. And shit, he was, <laughs> he was doing some things there anyways. But, um, mm-hmm. obviously the Warriors won that one. Like you said, they got KD, or 
Bron and Kyrie, you know, because Kyrie's healthy and shit, they won next one. Then fucking Draymond called Katie in the parking lot. They got Katie and then won the next two. Then Katie left. He went since. He ain't touched the. Has he touched the second round since? I don't think so, because he just made it back to the playoffs because the Nets didn't make the playoffs last year, right? Or, excuse me. No, 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 I'm tripping, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm tripping. They, there was that year because he was like half an inch. Yeah, I must say, his, his, big ass, his big ass foot, yep. <laughs> <laughs> big ass feet stopped him. Yep, that's my mistake. Um, but he hasn't seen the finals since, for sure. Oh, yeah, no. Um, so. I but I mean, about that, boy. when you want a team like that, bro, like, I don't. And, and I know Katie don't understand this shit. So Katie, if you're out there or anybody sends this shit to this motherfucker, you don't get credit for going to a championship caliber team as one of, if not at the time, the best player in the league. At least when Braun joined Miami, Miami wasn't even in the fucking playoffs the year before. They built that shit. They were going to figure it out. And it's like you already had a championship caliber team. That was just in the finals two years prior, and then you add in another star. Of course, you gotta make the finals. Of course, you gotta win a finals. It's like this. It's like if if Bron were to have left Cleveland instead of going to Miami, just joining the Lakers with Kobe in his prime. It's like of course they're gonna make the fucking finals. It's like why? <laughs> yeah, Katie, Katie don't understand. It. It don't it don't register in his mind as a damn. I don't see what I did wrong. And it's like, bro, we get it. Cool, you wanted to leave OKC. You Westbrook weren't working out. You didn't like the whatever, whatever. But like, out of every team in the NBA, you literally could have went to any other one, any other one, and no one probably would have said shit. You could have went to the Cavs. You could have went to the fucking Heat. You could have fucking joined. I don't even know, bro. You could have joined so many other fucking teams. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, he don't get it, but whatever. Enough of this dude. I'm tired of talking about it, man. <laughs> Let's talk about Real quick, though. I, oh, 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 real quick before we do talk about it, <laughs> I was going to say, if he did go to the Cavs, do you think it would be as ill-received as if, like, similar to how he went to the Warriors since they were the other team that was just in the finals? No, because if he would have went to the Cavs, and I'm sure they would have had the salary dump. They would have had to get rid of, like, Kevin Love or something like that. Mm-hmm. People, considering the fact that they seem Cleveland not have the help that they need <laughs> in certain situations, like, you know, the first year in 2015 when they <laughs> went to the finals and, you know, Kyrie got injured, Kevin Love was injured and whatnot, it wouldn't have been as bad because people probably would have been like, damn, Bron finally got some help. He don't got to be fucking carrying bums all the time anymore, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't get me wrong. It, people definitely would have taken it wrong. But it wouldn't have mm-hmm. been as bad as Golden State. Like, the Golden State was the worst option because they were already a championship caliber team. Because they were already in the finals for two years. Because they had already solidified themselves. There was no question mark around them. It's like, bruh, we get it. You want to win a championship. You want to solidify yourself in the NBA as one of the better players in the league. You can do it, blah, blah. But not here. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> this is not it. No, I'm wrong. The Cavs, you know, I was just blowing smoke, but the Cavs wouldn't have been a a good option for him. But it would have been better than Golden State. It would people probably would have taken it as, um, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> but like, damn, bro, the word, but I understand. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that was just me talking, like talking out the ass, because I don't, I, 
I really don't think that would have been. I don't even know how that would have worked because you know you got Brown making hell of money, Kyrie was making hell of money. And if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Love was on a pretty decent contract over there. So money wise, I don't think it was gonna work because I think in 2015, I think Steph was like the lowest paid out of like all the good players on the team. Yeah, I remember that talk. Winning championships and playing for free. (laughs) So that's the only reason why that worked out was because Steph, like, he wasn't on max money. And I don't, I don't know about Clay or Draymond. I don't think Draymond either, but I want to say Steph was. I think, yeah, because I want to say two or. Like a season or two prior to them going to the finals, Steph was still going through all those ankle injuries. <laughs> so that's why he wasn't making that much. They weren't sure if he was even gonna like be that guy. Yeah, the, but, stay on the court <laughs> with glass ankles. Yeah. So the Cavs one wouldn't have worked out, but like let's say in a perfect world it did. Let's say they dump they dump K Love and blah blah blah. No one really would have said shit. <laughs> honestly. Or at least it wouldn't have been as bad. And then outside of those two teams with the Golden State and the Cavs any other option and no no one literally would have said a word like not even a single thing <laughs> so it is what it is but you what it is now i just curious about how you felt if he did go to the cast see i i agree though it wouldn't have been uh as bad as you know everything with him going to the warriors yeah so whatever but um you want to talk about Curry, though, right? You were saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Steph. There's an interesting uh, interesting fact, or a couple of facts that were brought up about him. So, this is the first year, and this is another reason why I was saying that this was one of the more impressive, because their expectations to make the finals were pretty low. And if you think about it, they, they kind of did struggle a little bit um, during the regular season. And this is actually the first season that Steph Curry has a shot under 40% from three. <laughs> Which is wild to think about because it's like this whole this dude this whole time. Well, other than the the season that he broke his hand, I think that season he only played like a handful of games. He shot like twenty percent or something like that. That one doesn't really count. I don't. I mean, it counts, but I don't really count it. You know what I mean, so like the first full season where he shot under forty percent. But still, as long as he's been in the NBA, first time for a full season he shot under forty percent. That's fucking wild. It's actually hell impressive. But um, it's wild in both directions. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, it took as long to be under that. Two, you were over for that long. Oh my God, yes, like that's great. I mean, he is the greatest shooter of all time. You know what I mean, so. Shit. But um, you know, he finally got his uh Finals MVP award. So now Steph is what? Wiggins was wrong. Play- <laughs> nah, <laughs> Steph, nah, Steph balled out, bro. I was voting for Wiggins on that. Like, I would, I would like to have seen it happen because he definitely didn't play his ass off. But nah, Steph was Steph was on some crazy shit. Steph, but Steph got it. Steph is the first player to win three MVPs in a season, bro. Got All Star MVP, Conference Finals MVP, and Finals MVP. That is fucking insane, man. That is some serious accolades right there. That man is that man is goaded for sure. So um, I was gonna gonna ask you on your take about that particularly those couple things I just mentioned and where you would put him in the. I guess today's top 10 or if he's a top 10 guard or if you want to do top 10 players how do you feel about Steph and his recent accomplishments as a whole shit I mean he like you just mentioned he definitely added a lot of accolades in this season with this championship and then he also um, set the all time three point record this season and it's only going to increase it because he's still playing so the man's done a lot this season and I mean it's just uh, the 
cherry on the cake, whatever that saying is, but icing on the top, I don't know, whatever that saying is, but, you know, him getting the championship just really finds everything. Whatever that damn saying is. <laughs> what, put a cherry on the cake, icing on the back of it. <laughs> is the ice cherry on the top? I don't know, man. Um, but... <laughs> Struggling over here, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> That's right. oh, we, we know. Uh, I hope so. Put the shit on the top, all right? <laughs> so I, make sure I know what I mean. Um, but yeah, so you know, to get the championship on top of and all of that is just you know pr- pretty much perfect ending to this season for him. Um, and it just you know to my thoughts overall, I guess it just show goes to show like I I would like to say at this point people shouldn't be, have been doubting Steph's greatness at all, but if there were any doubters, like, at this point, you can't really knock him as one of the greats, I feel like. Like, he's definitely up there with the greats at this point. Obviously, we already kind of had him as the greatest shooter just because of all the damn shots he takes and makes and the degree of difficulty and the wildest wildness to some of them, but even, you know, in addition to just his shot-making ability, just as an overall player, like, he, he's up there. <laughs> he's up there. Um, if I was to put him, you said in today's NBA or like all time? Well, depending on how you want to do it. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of people are trying to say that he's in their top 10, in, the, in their top 10 all time. Mm-hmm. But besides like Tracy McGrady, Tracy McGrady is like, nah, I'm not having it. <laughs> but for She's me like, personally, <laughs> yeah, for me personally, I, I'm not gonna lie, I seen a skip. I forget if it was from a podcast or just an interview or not, but I kind of agree with. Gilbert Arenas on this just because like there's a lot of players that were he said if you were if you played before 85 he's like I don't give a fuck about you and like I kind of agree with that to an extent because like <laughs> he, he, he's, <laughs> man Gilbert Arenas eight and zero the minutes bro <laughs> but like it makes sense because like if you think about it like think about how how great people say Oscar Robinson was. And then, like, you have Westbrook, and it's like, he's doing the same shit, if not actually better. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, yeah, depending on who you're playing against, I know, you know, with the refs, the league is different, rules are different, game is played differently. You know, there are certain things you can and can't do. But, like, there's just certain players where, like, looking at raw stats, you know, we always say this, they don't tell the, the full story. Mm-hmm. And, very true. you know, like, I've, <laughs> like, I've been an avid, you know, I've been a fan of Michael Jordan my whole life whatnot you know he is one of the greatest of all time blah 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 but we ain't gonna sit here and act like he didn't have to fucking have small ass six foot guards like craig elo guarding him a lot so it's like (laughs) of course you're gonna put up 30 the nigga's half your size (laughs) (laughs) oh you'll get up you shake a table you'll get him upset oh they'll be all right bro (laughs) i'm just saying like there were times where you know fucking Michael Jordan was guarded by fucking five foot eight white dudes. I don't like it's pure it's facts. Like he got his ass beat up by the fucking bad boy Pistons a couple of times, but at the same time too is that like there's a lot of those teams, those regular season teams, and you know he did his thing in the playoffs. But there's a lot of people that were guarding him one on one. That was back when the rules were different. Like you basically couldn't play zone back then, right? When I think that was a thing. I want to say me and Mike talked about that for a little bit. Like, there was something where, like, if you're guarding somebody, you couldn't leave your man. Like, there was some weird rule. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm sure all the older heads out there would know what I'm talking about. There was some weird rule where, like, you basically couldn't double team him. And, yeah, with Michael Jordan being as good as he was, if you can't double team him, 
the way you can in today's league, then yeah, of course, the motherfucker's gonna put up 30 if there's a dude half his size on him. So, right. I gotta look it up. Match up. <laughs> I gotta look up that rule, but I wanna say that was an actual rule. Like, where it's like, you borderline just couldn't play zone, and you couldn't, like, double team if you were, or like, you couldn't leave your man for X amount of time or some shit like that. It was weird. I don't remember, but I know it was a thing. Um, I, I, it, no, that makes sense because I think that's still a thing now. Maybe it was more pronounced back then, or maybe it was like a more extreme version of what we have now. But that's a thing now. Um, I, I think it's defensive eight seconds, if I'm not mistaken, um, or something like that. Or it's I don't know the time, but I know there's a rule that's I believe similar where. You can't just like sit off and wait for everybody. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know the exact name of it though, but I, I'm pretty. I know it's something like that. I'm pretty sure still to this day, unless they got rid of it recently. But that sounds really familiar. And what you're saying, it might have been a more extreme version of it. Yeah, no, it was definitely worse. Like if if it's still a thing today, it's not nearly as bad as it was back when Jordan was playing. Because I know that was like one of everybody's main arguments against Jordan, which I always agreed with. So I'm like, bro, like like I said, if you got a dude half the size on on one of the best, if not the best player in the league, and you can't help, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go off every night. <laughs> yeah, it's curtains. <laughs> yeah, because I think that they definitely don't call it as much for sure, but I, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're talking about. But, um, but I think you're looking, oh, well, I'm going to say since you're looking it up, um, to that, you know, while you confirm, um, no, I, I couldn't agree with that, and I get the point you're saying that, you know, that you're kind of agreeing with Gilbert Arenas on. <laughs> I was chuckling too, because when you, like, mentioned him, and then, I think you had reshared it on your uh, social media, but I know, um, I saw it too, where Gilbert had the whole, your all-time starting five filter that's been going on, <laughs> that man was going all the older players. Uh, you know, like, respect to the, to the to the old players that played and, you know, paved the way and all that and did their thing. But, <laughs> hey, man, look, <laughs> it's a different NBA now. <laughs> like, y'all <laughs> excelled there or, you know, maybe had a good role there. But the league's different now. And I feel like a lot of people always don't take into consideration the fact that, like, these athletes are even more athletic than they were in the past. Like, yeah, you know, you'll have your outliers, I guess you could say, from the old times where, you put MJ in this league, you put Shaq in this league, and they'll probably still, you know, either exceed or dominate just because of their uh, athletic ability and their skill and their talent. Because um, it's, you know, regardless of, I feel like any era, it's going to be hard to stop or slow down Jordan too much just because of what he can do. And same thing with Shaq, like, 300 pounds, 300 pounds. Like, <laughs> it's going to be hard to stop him. Like, you see Giannis, how he's dominating. So, you put Shaq in here, he's going to be still um, excelling. But all those other players... Oh, no. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> but no, I was going to say, I, I did find an article basically saying, would Michael Jordan have starred in today's NBA? And it said, in the 90s, those teams had to actually defend every player on the court unless they sent a hard double team. So basically, unless they committed to sending two people to guard one player, they couldn't just help. <laughs> so it wasn't, you couldn't do that. Like, if you were sitting in the corner, you had to guard that motherfucker in the corner. And unless you left him wide open to go guard someone else, you couldn't just hedge in between. So, yeah. So, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty big difference in defensive scheming and defensive approaching. Because yeah, people people fake help all the time now. Like, that's, that's like, all they do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, shit, you gotta be available to help just in case. Because yeah. for that exact reason, you know, the, the caliber of these players, like, 
oh shit, you know, I'll give my man a chance, you know, depending on who's guarding who, but yeah, I'm gonna be here to be safe. I can run back to my man, you know, I ain't worried about him on a three point line or if he cut, you know, got so and so down low, so yeah, that makes a big difference. Yeah, huge difference. But like I said, all I was getting at with that was that a lot of those players back in the day, man, I don't know, chief. I feel like and nothing against them. They did what they did. They did what they did in their time. That's like saying that's like taking credit away from players like LeBron James just because they played against the players they played against and they never played against the players in like the eighties, nineties, blah blah. It's like you, you really can't take too much away from them. But in a sense of building everything as a collective, <clears throat> like I just feel like today's NBA and more recent NBA, players have to be more skilled than back then. Because like back then, you know, you can have one star on the team and then this dude's only good at shooting but don't play defense, you can get away with it. Nowadays, if you don't if you don't have skill on your team and like a collective amount of it, you're not really gonna win too many games or make it to the finals at least, as you can see, because you know, you see you see Golden State team and you know how they fucking struggled with the Boston Celtics, you know, they had to have, you know, Curry going off, Andrew Wiggins had to contribute, Jordan Poole had to show up, like it wasn't no one or two man shows like that 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 <clears throat> um what do you call it? That super team era, that shit is over, man. Like, dudes are way more talented now than that. And I'm not saying it can't be done, but as far as, you know, building a super team, you gotta have some depth. Like, you're not just gonna be winning games because you got one good player. <laughs> it's, no, I, it's, I agree with that. Yeah, and the super teams, I was, yeah, I was gonna say with the super teams too, even compared to like the Warriors super team they had and the Heat, you know, considered them super, super team, like, it's hard to even get that amount of talent together too and I feel like in this day and age I don't know if getting that much talent together is impossible anymore to have that many like superstars or you know two superstars borderline all-star or borderline superstars all together because I, I don't know like I don't know if it'll happen again with just cat space and everything and contracts now and all that um that's how we mentioned how you know Curry at the time going into you know, all this winning he had like such a low contract so it was a little easier for him to you know get what he wanted um and pay other people but then to your point too where like a lot of these other players and teams are getting better and better like you know the Grizzlies didn't you know make it too far past the Warriors um we saw you know that one game where not only did they beat the Warriors but they you know beat the dog shit out of the Warriors and they didn't even have a job that game. Like, <laughs> it, it's like hey hold on now like yeah the Warriors won the series but hello <laughs> like the Grizzlies you know they're young and should only get better so I feel like a lot of these teams and a lot of these players just, like you said, it's a different league now, so we might be more, a little more shocked when it comes to who's winning and, um, you know, kind of, I guess, getting the torch passed to them, if anything. But sometimes when I say things like that and think on it, too, I don't know, man, because the Warriors, they made a quick turnaround. They were, like, bottom of the league two years ago and then right back to the championship. Oh, bro, they fucking cheated. Draymond... I don't know what was up with him. Basically, Steph out there playing one-on-five, struggling. And then, you know, they go and draft Kaminga and Wiseman. Wiggins. Wiggins. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole comes out of nowhere. averaging Gary Payton. Yeah. Gary Payton was really good for them. Yeah. Got me uh, uh, the I I think they got him off of Dreams or something. I don't know where they got him from, but. Right. Yeah, they cheat. Oh well. Shout out to them boys though. They did the things. 
They got, Boston they got it. still does not have more championships than LA, so I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Have we talked about them enough? Uh, I know we get the Warriors all their friends. Have we talked about how they shit the bed enough? Like, especially no, we have not. They fucking <laughs> but, you know, what's crazy is as bad as, you know, percentage-wise, Tatum played throughout that series. You know, we talked about it in the, in the Twitter chat where I'm like, mm. Jalen Brown is nice, but I got this weird feeling about him where he just decides that I'm going to do me no matter what, who's on the court. And he makes these weird, like, prime, or early Dame decisions where it's like... I don't know if I should do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Type <laughs> shit. As bad as Tatum shot, those motherfuckers, you ended up always hitting a lot of timely shots. Like Tatum could be like 0 for seven. The games, you know, they're down by three in the fourth, and he just hit a three. Like just time, a lot of timely shots on that team. Because I want to say they only got blown out twice. I know they were borderline getting blown out in Game Six, which was embarrassing. And then I want to say the other one was what Game or something like that. But either way, like, I want to say, um, they didn't lose by more than 10, but twice. It was game six and, yeah, game three. They, uh, or sorry, um, game four. But still, they, they hit a lot of timely shots. And that was the part that was pissing me off with Tatum. It's like, bro, you're fucking missing a lot. And then out of nowhere, they need a three and guess who shows up? Jason Tatum and it's like bro god damn take your last own somewhere <laughs> but yeah we didn't slander them enough for shit in the bed like you said <laughs> yeah I mean that is fair you know Tommy shots do make a difference you know like you cause <laughs> those are the ones I remembered <laughs> players ass the whole game and then down by three and he shot and boom bet and then maybe hit another one after that they win the game like, oh yeah look at who it's also did it's like yeah, terrible game. It's like, but they won, so it'd be like that. Um, so I can't knock that. But <laughs> speaking on Tatum and you know slandering him a little bit, I can't remember if it was in the finals series or postseason as a whole. But he was like the first player to reach like have a hundred turnovers. <laughs> I think it was in the postseason. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I know I, I pointed that one out for me because I was like, you know, criticizing slander and Brown, which is valid, and because. I maybe mean, turned the ball over a lot too, and I think those are timely <laughs> in the wrong oh, yeah. direction. But for sure, Tatum, the one that we reached the hundred turnovers first <laughs> in a single postseason. So I don't know. That's a lot of fucking turnovers, man. That is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not a record you want to get. <laughs> nah, so this, what was crazy too is every time he would turn the ball over, it would usually be on some actual bullshit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that whole team is like, everything was for them that went wrong. It's just BS. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, nah, that is pretty embarrassing. Like, as, like I said, the raw numbers, raw stats, he didn't play that well. He didn't have the greatest shooting percentages. I want to say he was in like the 30% from the field. You know, you know, obviously, like you said, with the, <laughs> with the under turnovers and the post Yeah, but like, it's, yeah, he, he did have a lot of bad games percentage-wise, but a lot of the shit he did do, what he would put in the bucket was timely shots. I want to say he was real good at hitting timely shots, but it got to the point where there were some times where like, Andrew Wiggins was just making his life miserable, and he was forcing shit. <laughs> so it's like, clamps! <laughs> what to do? But with Andrew Wiggins playing good defense on him and whatnot, and obviously if Jalen Brown, and I've always said this, both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have to have good games for them to win. Mm-hmm. And if one of them has a bad game, and I've always said this, one of them has a bad game, they always lose. And that's usually 
90, that's like 90% true, because like, that's usually how the shit goes. One of them has a bad game, they end up fucking losing a lot. And, yeah, um, to, I want to interject real quick, just to be like, you even, um, pointed out, I think for this series, when we were predicting, uh, predicting, and I think throughout our episodes, you've been mentioning that, so, for sure. Keep going though. Yeah, but, regardless of, like, with Tatum's aside, like, his bullshit with Andrew Wiggins, it was like, forced, because, he was basically forcing himself into a bad game because the role players couldn't, you know, ignite off of it. You know, some of them couldn't get going. You know, you're not going to rely on Marcus Smart to give you 25 a night. You're not going to rely on Derek White to give you 25 a night. So it's like, if Boston could have gotten the role players going, and I'm not saying that they could have because I don't think they're that good. But <laughs> if in a perfect world where they could have, a lot of that shit from Jason Tatum wouldn't have been as forced, but it was just one of those things where you could tell he was legitimately going Kobe mode, where he's like, all right, bro, y'all ain't doing shit, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna be that guy, and that's where a lot of those timely shots came from, was because, you know, he was forcing up a lot of shit, and Jalen Brown, man, like, I feel like Tatum's force is a little more structured, Jalen Brown's is, all right, bro, I'm just about to use raw athleticism on you, and that's the shit early Dame used to do, where he would just run downhill full speed and it's like uh, CJ McCollum is right here Jalen Brown Jason Tatum is right here but you don't have to force up this bullshit and he does that a lot <laughs> some of those some of those drives had, had me suspect I was like what the hell are you doing <laughs> like, yeah bro <laughs> why are you putting this up right now <laughs> right I had, like I said I just put that in our, our Twitter chat where I'm just like I don't know man his decision making be kind of wild <laughs> I mean, if anything, they were both ass because they went. So <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can agree with that. <laughs> That's facts. Yeah, they didn't get it done. But honestly, I would have, I would have liked to see them losing five. Watch that shit in slow mo. It's like, bro. <laughs> like, you can't be mad at the game, Marcus. Smart, you be doing the same damn thing, and you, yours is fucking egregious, bro. <laughs> like, you goddamn theatrics. You could be a, a player right now. That's facts. Yeah, now nah, Marcus Smart be wilding. <laughs> bro, we had a fucking finals between Marcus Smart and Draymond Green. Man, what we do deserve this? <laughs> Only thing that could have made it worse, Pat Ben. I'm about to say. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're just having a talk. I can't even keep that up because <laughs> for our listeners and our Twitter chat and stuff, we were having a talk where I was like, I don't know. Draymond might be worse than Pat Bev overall when it comes to just, like ability and skill and shit, but he ended up winning, so I gotta, I gotta rescind it a little bit. 
But still, uh, eh, yeah, for now, I'll, I'll rescind it for now, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how Draymond we'll next year. Back soon. We'll see what's happening next year. He might for still sure. be drunk. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Celtics. They let Draymond win. That's not going to be insufferable, bro. He's like, <laughs> We ain't gonna hear oh, the end bro. Of it. Yeah, he said that shit at the beginning of the season. He said, y'all better not fuck around and let us win a championship. Uh, and they let him win. God damn it. Fucking Clay was going in too early. Bro, going on the Grizzlies. Yeah, bro. Draymond <laughs> and John Morant were going back and forth on Twitter. Talking about real estate. Oh, we sold that real estate. Property value was higher in Boston. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody's trying to get <laughs> that shit. <laughs> 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 but John Morant, bro, I I fucking love John Morant, bro. Like he he's real as fuck. Somebody tweeted him the other day. It might have been yesterday. He's like, ah, you know, you got all this money. Why are you still thugging on Twitter? Blah blah. He's like, the money don't change me, bro. I'm about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I respect that. And I respect oh, for that. sure, bro. I think somebody was messing with his like baby mama saying some you know some dumb shit or something like that, and then <laughs> he deleted the tweet. Oh, about the hollow point? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, son, I see oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? It's like it's free to catch hollow points or something like that? Something like that, or you can't defend from them or something. Ah, something like that, bro. Yeah, like, uh, like, oh, shit. Son. Everybody's like, oh, my God, he didn't get What was so like, funny? Did anything come of that? Did he get fined or anything like that? I don't think so. Now that you bring it up, <laughs> they're too too fast. Because <laughs> that's a good point. I don't I don't recall anything coming from that. Bro. If that was anybody else, bro, they would have had legal allegations all again. <laughs> Either that or I'm trying to think if it's been done like you know something like this happened in the NBA before. At least not on social media. Obviously, you had the whole Gilbert with a fucking actual gun in the locker room or something like that. But that's that's you know you can easily get somebody for that. But you know when it comes to Twitter, I don't know. Maybe they're just like, did he really do that? Or I don't know. Maybe they felt threatened. No, he really did that. Shit. No, 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 he did. I mean, like you know, from the NBA's perspective, we're like, oh, God, you know, do you not say this or should we do anything? I don't know. But Adam Silver's also not David Stern, so <laughs> that is that is true. But um, while we're on the topic of John Moran, I saw an interesting thing that like it's basically an article about what's wrong with every NBA player, blah blah. blah. And the one that stuck out the most to me was that <laughs> they were concerned that John Moran may be an alcoholic. <laughs> well, because I mean, bro, bro. do not see the All Star game, bro. This dude was on the plane just with a bottle of Casamigos, just. To the head. Like, this dude was turning the fuck up all All Star weekend. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I, I see why they wrote this. Like... <laughs> but that was All Star weekend, though. You know, they had the time off, whatever, blah, blah. Like, I don't think anybody, at least to my knowledge, seen him doing shit like that after the All Star weekend or even before. Like, come playoff time, I don't think he was doing anything like that either. At least not on, you know, social media and shit. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. All Star Weekend. How, he's twenty two, right? How's the oldest? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I know when I was in college, like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, hand, hand parties at his house. Now, if it was something like, like you mentioned, like, you don't know if it's something that's been noticed before or not, not before, but, you know, in addition to that incident, um, then, or instance, I should say, then 
at that point, it's like, all right, it's something of you know, concern, you know, get your help, bro. But I feel like we probably don't have the information or knowledge to know for sure at this point. Yeah, I guess the reason why an article like that would surface was because, A, you have a young star player who's literally, on paper, the best player on the team. And it's undoubtedly, you know, that's, that's the truth. <clears throat> so he's supposed to be their star. We're so used to, like, the Kobe's, the LeBron's, where all we worry about is our craft and winning games, blah, blah, blah. Kobe didn't do no fucking party and shit like that. So, like, that's what we're accustomed to. So when we see a player who... I don't want to say it's on that level, but, you know, it's on the level as far as being the focal point of a team, the best player, the star, the person taking them to the quote-unquote promised land, doing shit like that. I guess it could be concerning, but at the same time, too, it's like LeBron has always been the best player on all of his teams. Motherfucker literally was walking to the game with the fucking thing of wine in his hand, and no one said shit to him about that. <laughs> Like he like a glass. I'm not talking a bottle. I'm talking like an open glass of wine. I'm about to say he definitely showed up with like a cup one time for sure. Yeah. (laughs) He has his own tequila, bro. So it's like, I cut it out, yo. (laughs) Don't Don't start nothing. Again, if it's yo, oh shit, look at at this All Star weekend or before this game, before that game, then it's like, all right, you know. It's a cause of concern, but just one off like that, like, come on now. Don't just try to make up a story, <laughs> pretty much. Facts. That's what they're doing, but motherfuckers will make up a story about anything nowadays. They stop before they catch the Holocaust. That's the way he be tweeting. Bro, nah, job be talking. <laughs> I don't know if they're make the stories up. Yeah, nah, I was like, Jobs, those are motherfuckers, they're open about that shit. Nah, fuck <laughs> Like, usually people who are about it, about it like that don't don't play around like that. Yeah, no filter, <laughs> they have no hesitation, they just say it. Facts. He did, but he like he probably remembered afterwards, oh yeah, I'm an NBA player. I believe this. Facts. Cause yeah, I'm sure even if he's not that dude, I'm sure he knows some dudes who who is about it for sure. So Hey look, that that's a wild thing to tweet, bro. <laughs> so, that is a wild thing to tweet, especially from like your actual personal account. <laughs> yeah, again, like I don't think he has data at all tweeting that shit. <laughs> oh no, but whoever was tweeting at him, they they were wild, bro. Like, they oh were... no, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were talking some saying some stupid shit in regards to his baby mama or directly to her. So he, he, he stepped in, was like, you need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to relax, or I'm gonna relax you for you. <laughs> Or you won't making those jokes no more. You won't be doing nothing. <laughs> that man knows straight yeah, up, bro. Oh, man. Ja, ja is hilarious. He's, he's one of my favorite players in the league now, just strictly off of his personality. <laughs> ja's he's wild, a man. funny-ass dude. <laughs> I'm like, wait. I'm not going to say necessarily have all these players tweeting about hollow points, but I like having these players that are more open and, you know, just themselves. And, yeah, the humble and modest route is definitely dope. And, you know, we need that too, but... Hey man, sometimes you gotta be, just be yourself. Just be wild, be open. Yeah, that's it's, it's appreciated too. And I mean, even to Jaws' credit and and his defense, it's not just him; it's the whole damn team. <laughs> like we see them after their wins and stuff, and as a collective unit, they like that, which is dope to me. So yeah, they feed off each other, man. Which is which is cool, man. Because like <clears throat> seeing teams actually come together and like have that bond is fucking awesome. But um. Actually, I don't know if we ever covered this. I know we started it, but I know we got a little bit sidetracked with the whole Michael Jordan shit. But um, so do you have Seth in your top ten? What do you think he is? Top ten guard? 
Oh yeah. Or, oh yeah. Ah yeah. Well, I, was, I was trying to confirm between now or uh, all time or right now, and then that's when we start talking about <laughs> the old players. <laughs> right. Maybe not giving them, <laughs> not really considering them. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um. I'll, I'll say for sure where I think he is like now in today's NBA and then all time as well. I'll try to do that as well. Um, for now, fuck. Um, do I have him top three? I might. I might have him top three right now because Kawhi's been hurt, so we can't just keep saying Kawhi up there. Bron's been hurt slash getting older slash missing the playoffs, but it's hard to go against Bron because. He's my GOAT, and I think he has arguable GOAT uh, accolades and declarations, so it's hard to keep him out of the top. Giannis is up there, though. Katie's up there. Shit. Um, compared to all of them, for sure top five. I'll say that for sure him in top five. Uh, that'd probably make my top five would be, let's see, Bron, Curry. In no order. Bron, Curry, Katie, Giannis. Yeah, I got Curry in top five for sure. I'm just not 100% sure if I have him in top three over... Mm. I wouldn't know who to take out between Braun, Katie, and Giannis to put Curry in. But I feel like I can make an argument against each one just on their current, you know, standing when it comes to their level of play and everything. So I'll say top five for sure. Arguably top three for me uh, in today's NBA. Um, All time... Mm. For me, personally, I would probably go ahead and put him in top 10, but I could see him being on the cusp, maybe like a top 15 for sure. You got, you got MJ up there, you got Braun, Shaq up there. Uh, I mean, yeah, going through, for me, personally, uh, going through hard, the older players in the older times is a little harder. I'm just I'm not as well-versed in all of them. Um, like I know the names and stuff, but just knowing all their accolades to put them in the right placings. I, I'll leave that one up in the air. But for me, I'll definitely say for sure right now, um, top five for sure, <clears throat> arguably top three for me in today's NBA. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. I have a list pulled up here as one of the first like top 20 greatest NBA players. Maybe this make it a little bit easier on you, or at least easier on the situation. I will go ahead and say, yes, Curry now. Currently, top five player. I agree with you on saying it's hard to put him in the top three. I will, because fuck KD. So I say Braun, Giannis, Curry. <laughs> I like that. I'll be, I'll be bold. I'll go ahead and say it. But um, top 10 all time, it's tough. Because, you know, like I said, stats and accolades don't always tell the full story. Especially if, if you're trying to base someone in top 10 all time and just one era, you're combining the eras, or you're talking about just their era. So it's, it, it's, it can get real tough when you get down to the nitty gritty of it. So I would say, well, him being, Steph being top 10 all time can be uh, up in the air. I will say that if he's not in the top 10, he's not far out of it at all. I would say he's probably somewhere around 11, 12. But I have this list pulled up right now. And they have LeBron at one, <clears throat> Jordan at two. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at three, Wilt Chamberlain at four, Magic Johnson at five, Larry Bird at six, Tim Duncan at seven, Shaq at eight, Kobe at nine, Bill Russell at ten, 
Hakeem is 11. Oscar Robertson is 12. Steph Curry better than Oscar. I don't give a fuck. And then Steph Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry is number 13 on this list, accordingly. So if you go based off this list, you know, Hakeem. How many chips has he got? One or two? I want to say it's, I want to say it's um, one, right? I believe so. Uh, Might be two. I'm not entirely sure. Entirely sure. Oh, but. either way. Now, see, everybody, everybody nine and up. So from Kobe on to number one, you know, you can agree with. The only one for me that's a little suspect in the top ten is Magic. And not not to discredit Magic, I'm a mm-hmm. Lakers fan, but I just I never watched Magic play, and. I know he was a big point guard, blah, blah, blah. But as far as comparing him to Steph, he's offensively way better than Steph. Or Steph is way better than him offensively. But, you know, obviously he's got the bigger frame, better defensively. But, you know, I won't take him out. I'll say Bill Russell is tough. Because it's like Bill Russell in his time, yeah, he got 11 rings. But he's, also like, <laughs> he's also like 6'6". Six, six, and like... He's probably like the first black dude ever in the NBA. <laughs> so it's like, they know what like, to do. <laughs> it's like, hold up. This dark skinned Negro is athletic. That boy jumping. What the fuck are we supposed to do? Bro? I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> like Gilbert Arena said, bro, if you play before 85, I don't know. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> so like I said, I'm taking out Oscar on this list. Steph Curry's better than Oscar. Hakeem, eh, I don't really know. That's I would say, you know, he's got I'll say Steph has more accolades than Hakeem. So we're talking about raw statistics. Yeah. <laughs> Steph is better now, at least. And then so if you take away Oscar and Hakeem, he's at eleven. And then you strictly take away the fact that you don't know if Bill Russell will succeed in today's league. He's in number 10. <laughs> He's in top 10. So it all it would all come down to how you feel about Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, and Wilt Chamberlain, considering the fact that he was also one of those, like, what are we supposed to do situations? Because he's seven foot, super athletic. Yeah, Wilt was getting 30 rebounds a game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, Wilt probably earned his. He, he nah, yeah, he he Because even, like, outside of basketball, they talk about his other physical feats, like, with track and stuff. It's just like, God damn, this yeah, man literally was, yeah, like, he, a, a freak. Like, he was, he was, he was a freak athlete. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically Giannis before Giannis. It's crazy that, you know, he just won the championship again. <laughs> Shout out to Wilt 2.0 out of Porter Jr. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know LeBron. You can't argue with LeBron. He's in the top ten. Michael Jordan in the top ten. Kareem's in the top ten. Wilt, yes, his stats were fucking ridiculous. So I would say yeah, based off his stats, there's Magic, which depending on how you feel about it, Larry Bird. Larry Bird was a fucking beast though. What's crazy about Larry Bird is that. He did a lot. Like, he was a really good shooter, but, like, he didn't really shoot a lot. <laughs> like, back then, they didn't take a whole lot of three-pointers and shit like that. So, But he's still good. Tim Duncan, he's one of the best power forwards ever. Um, then there's Shaq. I'm biased about Shaq, but if you don't have Shaq in your top ten, then I don't want to talk to you. So, um, Kobe. Kobe's there. But So, yeah, it would really come down to how you feel, at least according to this list. It would come down to how you feel about Bill Russell, Hakeem, and Oscar Robertson. Because after Steph, you got KD. Um, 
Moses Malone, Power Malone, Dr. J, Jerry West, which Steph Curry better than Jerry West, I don't care. Um, <laughs> he got more accolades than KG, more accolades than Julius, more accolades, well, everybody's got more accolades than Carmelo. Um, Carmelo should be on the damn list. <laughs> <laughs> he should be on the damn list, bro. <laughs> there should be on any fucking list. <laughs> and KD only has accolades because of Curry, so fuck him. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, excuse me, I'll for sure say even all time, I think. You know that list. That list helps solidify it. But even though it was hard for me to name players overall, I think all time top fifteen Curry. Yeah, I think that's an easy, uh, yeah, easy thing to say. Sure. It's just like you said, depending on your perspective and how you're measuring things. If you put them in your top ten, <laughs> but you yeah. definitely got an argument for it. Oh yeah, for sure. Nah, he's he's done some wild shit. Like you said, he's got the three point record, and it's only going because that motherfucker's not gonna stop shooting threes anytime soon. And this would go back to we were talking about. I think we were talking about this off air where they were talking about shortening the season. But if they shorten the season, no one's ever touching that record ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's already kind of out of reach. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Uh, yeah, especially like it, it'd be one thing if he was near the end of his career or something, but he not. So he really could just make that unreachable because I don't yeah. know if we get another to the same caliber Curry like. Uh, player, at least when it comes to shooting, because like we got Trey, um, you know, that's the closest to, thing we have. Yeah, compared to Curry, but even Trey is, um, I mean, just overall, just his three point shooting is not, you know, like we compare him to Curry, but it's not Curry. Like, every, and everybody would agree with that. Everybody's like, oh yeah, he's Curry two point. I was like, oh, he's taking shots like Curry, or you know, he makes these attempts like Curry, but he ain't Curry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Curry nah, shooting definitely not something else. So I don't know, but seeing all this and. His placement all time. Do you think? Well, one, do you think he has a chance to get another championship? Which I think he does, um, just because of their damn system and everything. But two, if he gets like another championship or something, do you think that just automatically makes him like top ten? <laughs> if he gets another big accolade like that, a big accomplishment like that, bro. If so Steph gets get number it. five, bro. If Steph gets five, he's got more than LeBron at that point. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's got more than LeBron and. What just as many as how many does Tim Duncan have? Five or six? Now Tim Duncan's got five too, right? I'm, I, I wanted to say six, but I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm not entirely sure. But either way, if he gets if he gets five, he's got more than Shaq. He's got more than um, Braun. He's one off from Jordan. He's got the same amount as Kobe. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, <laughs> he might he's already got top ten spot. He's already got more than Will, right? The only reason why Will is so high is because his numbers were fucking ridiculous, we'll which is crazy. Okay. You would think someone averaging a career thirty and twenty two, he would have like five rings, right? He's only got like three, <laughs> if that. <laughs> you doing? I mean, shit, he averaging thirty twenty two. That's the box score. <laughs> uh, team got sixty. He got all his team got thirty. He got all thirty. Oh shit. <laughs> That is the box score, bro. <laughs> he was a team. Yeah, I would say if Steph, if Steph gets another chip, which, like you said, I do believe he can, and another fucking Finals MVP. Oh yeah, he 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 would. You'd be crazy not to put this man in the top ten, especially if he's if he comes back and has a resurgence on his three point percentage and shoots over forty percent again. Give himself another 50, 40, 90 season, bro. Yeah, nah, it would be undoubtedly yeah. 
Do you think? And also, too, ahead, I'm sorry to cut you off. But also, yeah, too, if he, if he, it also depend on you know his surrounding cast. But if he's carrying these bums like Clay, because Clay <laughs> was dog shit in Game Six when Clay was ass. It, it actually started to get like painful to watch him play. I'm just like, <sighs> which I'll get back to Clay in a second. <laughs> if, if, if um, if basically Steph is carrying them again the way he kind of was in the finals, yeah, top ten for sure. Like right now, people are questioning it, but if he gets another one, yeah, for sure. Do you think just one more would have people? Or if you how you feel about it too, arguing top five for him, or you think he need more accolades to get to that uh, degree of conversation? Or do you think that's top five is more so just, I guess, I don't want to say generational because he's definitely a generational player too, but I guess those like upper echelon of arguably goat or like there's really not going to be another one. I, which even saying that is kind of hard because it's not going to be another Curry, but yeah, because you know I, I, was, I would say we probably have like do you have Shaq in your top five. Do I have Shaq in my top five? Mm, I'm biased. Like I said, I'm biased against Shaq. But I mean, because I have it in my top five just because of the level of dominance and whatnot. And so with me saying that, right. like, between, like, a Braun, MJ, Shaq, like, do you think, you know, if, whether it just be another championship or maybe he needs more accolades, do you think a Curry could be in that sort of argument? It's tough. Just because for me, like, when it comes to top five all the time, there's only two spots open. So I'm not taking out Braun. I'm not taking out Jordan. And it's like, between Shaq and Kareem, I'm I'm biased against Shaq, mm-hmm. so I would I would say like yeah, there's only like there's only two spots that can be taken out of the top five mm-hmm. for me at least. <clears throat> so it it would all depend on that. I would say Kareem and Shaq should be up there, you know, and then you know you have Wilt's numbers that are fucking bananas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like he would have to have a lot of accolades. Like I'm like LeBron, he's got. He's got a he's got a bunch he's got what four MVPs he's got a bunch of All Stars um, what do you call it he's got a scoring title he's got Curry not good scoring because I said because I'm, I'm asking that because doesn't he isn't he close to All Stars as Bond or or no um he's up there for sure in All Star selections I mean he's um I don't know remember how many he has but either way like I said um. Braun's got the reason why Braun is like so untouchable in that situation is because like for me I feel like that Cavs championship winning winning a uh, a team their first ever championship like that's that's tough. <laughs> nah, that's tough. I mean, and for me too, Braun is like arguable goat. So that him that him and MJ are never gonna leave top five. So, but or the top three, too, when it comes to Braun and MJ, like like I was saying, that is hard for Steph to reach is because they have. You know, similar accolades when it comes to like championships, all star appearances, but Braun and MJ have defensive accolades that Steph will never get. <laughs> so it's like that's fair. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and not, the, not, not the real, I was gonna say not to discredit Steph because he's improved defensively, but yeah, he, the defensive accolades that MJ and Braun have, he obviously respect. Well, especially yeah, no. I didn't think because at this point in his career too, I just physically think he can't get to that level. I mean, sure, maybe he proved me wrong, but, you know, even though his style of play will keep him playing for a good while, I don't think he's gonna just all of a sudden be, like, a first-team all-defensive anytime soon. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> Ron has, like, 17 all-star appearances. Curry only, Curry only has eight. So, he's got... I'm <laughs> maybe I was thinking all-star stars then. I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got two MVPs, though. Um, 
Let's see. He was a steals leader in 2016. He's part of the 54 United Club in 2016. Um, I mean, he's got two two scoring titles out of 2016 and 2021. He's got three point championships. Okay. So like, he's got a lot of accolades. You know, he's got four. Uh, Steals is not bad too. I know that. Yeah. Four NBA first teams, three NBA second teams, all NBA third teams. He got that. Um, he's got the All-Star Game MVP this year, the Western Conference Finals MVP first ever this year, which that is going to be that Western Conference Finals MVP. That's going to be hard to compare in accolades to the fact this is the first year they had it. So we'll, we'll kind of <laughs> leave that to the side for now. He's got one Finals MVP finally. So, but like I said, with all, like, all this is just offensive shit. Like, there's so many accolades that Brown and Jordan have that are defensively, like, defensive player of the year awards. You know, there was a year that Brown got robbed by fucking Marcus Hall. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no. I feel like he would, he would have to go bananas in the next, like, three to four years in accolades. I'm talking when, like, out of the next four years, when, like, two more chips. Scoring oh, titles and shit. A scoring title. 50, 40, another, another, yeah, something like that for him to be up there with those dudes, like directly in the top five. Mm-hmm. So, but I would say he wins another chip and maybe gets like, I don't know, a fucking another MVP, finals MVP or a conference finals MVP or something like that. Then yeah, it'll push him towards the top 10 a little bit more. But <clears throat> as far as solidifying being in the top five, nah, like, Jordan, Jordan and Brown got too many defensive accolades, and some of those other guys as well, to to do that. To no, let, let Curry in there, <clears throat> they're more well-rounded than he is. That's fair. You definitely agree with that. But Curry definitely doing his damn thing, and you know that Finals MVP definitely helps his placement and his greatness. So shout out to him. Like I know we've been hating on the Warriors, and it's fun too, and everybody should. But I'll give credit Curry his credit where he's due. I mean. Fucking something else, <laughs> and that like you said too, crazy. Yeah, like you said too, he definitely was fucking dragging this team along. <laughs> so. He's been dragging along the last two years, <laughs> bro. Yeah, that playing game against uh, y'all where they lost, um, dog. Yeah, I, yeah honestly, I was watching that shit and I was like, he's really about to lose. <laughs> <laughs> like this is crazy. That, that man was. Ron just happened to hit some fucking timely shots, and I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> is all for no reason because we really <laughs> <laughs> if you like that don't worry we did too and then we did this <laughs> <laughs> uh, four straight in the finals and then fucking this damn postseason oh god that's silly <laughs> sun's route oh lord uh, oh shit. shit speaking of sun's I don't know any more with the finals you want to talk about and if so we can summarize it but I wasn't sure if you wanted to give any insight to you know potential outcomes or things going into the next season at all um well you know like I stated before when we were talking about the Bucks you can't really count out the defending champs you know, the Warriors did a thing this year we'll see how we'll see how the offseason goes with their core they keep to keep any of those guys together or whatnot or if they change anything up but you know obviously on paper, you know, they're the best team right now. So, I mean, who's like, who's to say that unless some other teams take some significant changes to their teams and whatnot, and they, the other teams get better or come back healthy because you never know if Jamal Murray comes back or not. But as far as right now, Golden State's the best team. So, not going to write off the defending champs. Um, <clears throat> the Mavs got 
Christian Wood now, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that that's, goes. We'll, we'll uh, uh, that, that might be might might be real nice for them to help out Luca and everything. And yeah, but uh, what's crazy just... though, what, what people aren't talking about is like, yeah, they got Christian Wood, a good big man, blah blah blah. But it's like, will he still be this good big man with Luca getting most of the touches? Mm-hmm. You know, will they still be as good? Because Jalen Brunson's probably going to find somewhere else make more money <laughs> unless they cash him out. So it's like they may not even have the same team next year. We don't know what we don't we don't necessarily know what what Dallas is going to look like start of the That's season. Valid. <laughs> That's valid. But you know, on paper, you know, they'll have obviously at least at least Luca and Christian Wood, so they'll actually have a somewhat of a solidified big man. Um. We'll see if Jamal Murray comes back. The Lakers mm-hmm. going to be trash, probably. <laughs> <laughs> MPJ, too, when it comes to the Grizzlies. Or, excuse me, the Nuggets. Because um, he hurt, too. They need to just let him rest until the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't touch basketball. Don't go on the court until the playoffs. Yeah, don't do nothing until... Get back. Yeah. So, we'll... We'll, we'll see, man. I don't know. It's, it's tough to say right now until I can actually see what everybody's roster is going to look like. Because, you know, there's still the question mark of Zach Levine, even though they, he's, he's uh, supposed to resign in Chicago. Um, there's Jalen Brunson. Um, we're going to see what the hell the Lakers do with Westbrook. Because I know they said they want to keep him, but, you know, then you have, like, the coach is like, yeah, I don't know. You got to have some depth. <laughs> so it's like, they may end up making a trade. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if Kawhi comes back. Um, so yeah, it's everything's kind of a question mark right now, just because a lot of good teams either are injured or are doing some sort of free agency signings or trades in the off season. So that's true. There's a lot of factors. There's so much. There's so much going into this season to where I I can't really say too much other than other than the fact that you know. Defending champs will probably be somewhere in that mix. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if Milwaukee comes back healthy, because I can't imagine them making too many roster changes, if any. <coughs> and and the Nets. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> the Nets, Celtics, and Sixers. A lot of, I think a lot of teams out west are making a lot of changes, so who knows. Other well, it's ben, Simmons, ben Simmons leads the Nets to the promised land. That's what I'm saying. With the Nets, you know, they'll, they'll finally have some defense if this motherfucker actually plays, but yeah, we'll I might wake up and say, yeah, you know what? I really don't feel like it today. So. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? It's been three months. He said he was resting. Yeah, but I might need another three. Yeah, basically. So we'll, we'll see, though. We'll, I, I, we'll I want to see him play. I know we both were saying. I want to see him play because he should, on paper, fit really well with him. Right, because <laughs> he's not going to have to do too much offensively because KD and Kyrie got it. They clearly got it. All he's going to have to do is distribute, be exactly what James Harden was this year, but actually good. So, <laughs> which, yeah. is a dis- which is a playmaker. Just distribute and play defense. Now, if James Harden could play defense, bro, people wouldn't flander him as much. But because he literally plays zero defense and just shot horrendously most of the second half of the season... Yeah, he's well-deserved of all the slander he's gotten, and I'm going to keep giving it to him. <laughs> so, yeah, Ben Simmons, all he got to do is distribute, play make, run the breaks, uh, and play solid defense, man. I think they'll be good. But then again, I don't know, man. Brooklyn's defense was hella, hella sus. Yes, it so was. So it's like, Ben Simmons <laughs> might just be like, son, you want me to guard everybody? <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> I at least tell you to do this. <laughs> right. 
So I don't know. We'll see. I, I do want to see it. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Me too as well. All right. Well, that that makes sense though. How we don't really have enough information to know going to next season. I will say or ask one thing then. You know, as a fan of the Lakers, what do you want to see from them going into next season to get them, you know, either trade better everybody. or or championship contention? Trade everybody. I'm bro. Like what people don't understand is that as good as AD is, he can't stay healthy. Westbrook forgot how to play basketball. Braun is still one of the best players in the league, but Braun is at that point in his career and has been for at least the last couple of years, where it's like he shouldn't have to be giving you 30, 35 a night for you to win games. So he's at that point, like I said, where carrying teams is not ideal. He 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 should have somebody who he can rely on consistently to to get the job done. So it's like, you know, him about to be thirty eight years old, if you're not winning a championship, you're wasting his time. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for keeping Braun because he is really good at basketball. But if AD's not going to play and Westbrook is trash, what's the use in having him? So it's like, I would rather just get some assets back and trade everybody and at least not suck entirely for the next 10 years. Or just figure out a way to contend and win win playoff games, make it or make it to the playoffs for that matter and contend for championships. But if you if you can't contend for championships or you can't prove that you're for sure going all in on that, then just just blow it up because there's literally no point in having a dude carry you that isn't supposed to be carrying you. A dude that is getting paid just as much as that dude but can't play because he's always injured. And a dude who's also getting paid as much can play but is might as well be injured because he can't shoot. <laughs> so it's <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand. They're in a, they're in a really shitty spot because they don't have no depth. I mean, if if Kendrick Nunn decides to fucking play basketball again, uh, maybe then they'll have a little bit, you know, with him and Monk. But I don't know. I'm a Heat fan until further notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, that's fair. I mean, it'd be like that. And... I can't really argue against that, like especially the point of wasting bronze years and time there. Like, what is the point if he did, you know you're not contending for championships? Just like you said, get assets as bronze, so you definitely get something. Um, so get assets. Motherfuckers right. yeah. will blow up their whole team for bronze <laughs> for one year. <laughs> right. So to your point of you know you probably be able to get a good enough asset to where you can still have good competitive games and a good competitive roster, even if it's not a championship roster. I'm not saying to trade bronze. If anything, I'm all for trading AD because it's like at least I can, at least I can for sure bet on Brown playing most of the season and helping us win games. As far as AD goes, and while I appreciate what he did for the Lakers and getting them the 2020 championship, it's like, bro, like you, you can't, you can't stay healthy, man. So what's the point of having you on the team? And he's good when he, he's good as hell when he does play. But actually, I think I pointed this out to um, to Pat. Because after they won the championship that first year after, I started to notice, and you know, like we discussed as far as watching our favorite teams, like you notice the little shit. This motherfucker forgot how to shoot. Like, <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with him, but you know, then that video came out, it's like, oh, I haven't shot a basketball since April 5th, and he got, <laughs> he got fucking bullied on social media, ended up in the lab with Lethal Shooter on Instagram and shit like that. <laughs> I'm about to say, now he's got a video dropped of Ron and Caleb working out together, and everybody's like, yo, bring AD with you. <laughs> Son, yeah, nah. Like, I'm, I'm, I've been all for trade AD. Like, when fucking, when, um, Zach Levine signed with Rich Paul and, 
like he put out that thing saying um, basically it's like I don't know if I'm gonna stay here or not blah blah I was like you can have AD AD said he wanted to go play for his hometown anyway Zach is from LA swap both of them right now I was all for it bro I was like trade him for Bradley Beal trade him for Zach I don't give a fuck who you trade him for just fucking get him out of here <laughs> but at the end of the day too is basically like I said if you're not contending for championships or if you're not gonna be a competitive team there's there's no point like you might as well just blow it up because you ain't gonna have Brown forever. He's gonna wanna, regardless of whether or not you're um, contending for championships, he's gonna wanna play with his son in a couple of years. So <laughs> why not? Why not just fucking try not to completely suck? Because you go all in on Brown, AD, and Westbrook, y'all gonna suck anyway. Like once that once that tenure is done, like y'all gonna be ass. Y'all traded all y'all's assets. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got one championship in 2020, and there's teams out there that <laughs> that'll trade everything they could in their first unborn child for one championship in their lifetime. So I ain't mad at it. But at the same time, as going forward, what's the point if you're not winning chips? So that's just me. I just hope they don't fucking suck ass this season, even though I feel it coming. We'll see with the new coach, though. We shall see. <laughs> Nah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, all you can really do at this point is wait and see what does happen, uh, especially with the new coach and see how he goes about things and wants things done and however the uh, management assists with that. I know for me with the Suns, I mean, it's not as much of a similar boat, but there's definitely some big changes I want because fucking, bruh, honestly, the whole team should get rid of, uh, get got because that damn game seven loss was atrocious. Um, CP3 for like you know similar to what you said about AD and how CP3's assistant got us where we are gave us that you know extra help we needed especially when it comes to taking pressure off a book that man 37 that man turned 37 and lost all basketball skill I'm good on CP3 <laughs> like, <laughs> at this point CP3 can go <laughs> go trade him somewhere do something with him somewhere else but he, he don't gotta be on the Suns anymore I'm cool on that we can get somebody else um Aiden, while I do like him and want him, just as a whole, since the team was ass, and just from not already giving him his extension and paying him like they should have earlier, he he's probably going to be gone. I'm I'm seeing that occurring, so that'll kind of yeah, change. That. That'll change the makeup of the team too. And if he goes, like I don't know, because you know, even though they didn't really utilize him as much as I would have liked personally, just and from what I've seen and whatnot. I don't really know who else can bring much of the offense if it goes. Because <laughs> Bridges, while he's shown flashes here and there, and I know you um, you stressed um, Bridges being able to, what's it called? Like, get you, you know, maybe 25, 30 even. I, I don't see him doing that yet. So I, I can't hope on that. And then aside from, obviously, Book himself, where the offense come from? <laughs> so... <laughs> With the Suns, especially if they know Aiden's going to go or, you know, they aren't going to be able to keep him, they definitely got to get some offense somewhere else. And I don't know if that needs to be another big or just get a solid big and then get a maybe like a small forward or a power forward that can get buckets. I don't know. But the Suns got to do something because they, they, they finished off that season ass and that shit was terrible. They just need to sign and trade Aiden because if they're not going to keep him, they need to get something for him. And, you know, you can win without a quote unquote dominant big. Look at the Warriors. They don't even, they yeah, don't even right. have 
a dominant big because they have such good perimeter players. You just need that one player in between that is, as much as I hate to say this, but that one player that's going to do all the Draymond things, the little things, to play solid defense, to distribute for the team if needed. So if they can get something like that, or at least a couple players that can collectively do some of those things, you can throw in a solid big man. So you can get anybody. You can get any six foot ten plus guy to give you ten rebounds a game. So yeah, and they already got Javale. <laughs> right. The and, only um, problem with JaVale is he match. can't JaVale can't play a lot of minutes. He's so talented, but he can't play a lot of minutes because he got like asthma or some shit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we also got a uh, Bismack too, who didn't get too much run, but we got him. I think for that reason, like you said, like even though we already got JaVale as a backup, he only can play so many minutes health wise. So, you know, got Bismack. Uh, I know when we downsize, we got Tory Craig again. I'm still mad about that whole situation of fucking him leaving and then getting him back. Like, why the hell did we not just keep him? <laughs> but whatever. But yeah, um, if they trade sign and trade Aiton for some side players, you know, you get a you get another. I don't want to say another Devin Booker, but another Devin Booker esque player where they can go to for scoring mm-hmm. or create their own shot. Is that Levine? You know, oh, damn. I mean, yeah, if they can pull it off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If that's realistic. That <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious on what's going to be up with those two because I, I don't know if Dame is in denial or not, but, like, bro, you're not winning shit in Portland. Stop. Bro, you're not. Run from the grind, Dame. Run. <laughs> run. Please run. Cause... It's okay. Nobody's going to feel any sort of way if you run from the, the grind. You did your thing. Everybody going to be cool with it, honestly. Like, it ain't going to be a problem. Yeah, ain't nobody going to say shit about At it, At this bro. point, <laughs> from what they've seen, like... It, Collectively, even Trailblazers fans are gonna be bad. But like, yeah, you know, Dame tried this thing. Facts. You know, it's, it's time for this relationship to end. <laughs> it's what it is. Exactly. So I don't we'll, know. Yeah, we'll see with all that. Let's figure it out. We still got a we still got a long off season to go through. Who knows? We may be able to throw in a, another episode before the season starts mm-hmm. or next season, 2022-2023 season starts. Uh, a recap of all the offseason moves and whatnot, what we see going forward. But as far as right now, I can't really tell you a thing. I can tell you what I would want teams to do, but <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do, you know? <laughs> nah, that's fair. And yeah, it'd be just speculation at this point. So we kind of already touched on the little things we already speculating. And obviously for our favorite teams, since we see them a little more or watch them a little more uh, closely. So it is what it is until next season. But... With that, this will be the end of this episode, the end of this season of episodes. It's been a nice little run. Enjoy doing it with you, my man. Have a nice little season of episodes this time around, and definitely got to get it going again once the next season starts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been a real good season. Fuck Boston, and we'll catch y'all next time. <laughs> Boston, fuck Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Lil B, shout out to Lil B, Lil B, base guy. (laughs) But (laughs) that'll be it. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, We'll catch all y'all. We'll catch y'all next time. Appreciate y'all tuning in to all these episodes. See y'all next season, or maybe right before the season. But we'll see y'all next time. Hey, peace out, y'all.